The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast, a podcast where we invite you to be a part of their world. We're your host, Jared and James, and today we're talking about all things we've learned in the last week besides the rules, which we talked about last week. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to another week. Last week we talked all about the rules, so if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, go back and make sure you catch that. Um, but there has been a lot more news besides the rules. Uh, that's right, there has been a bunch of stuff, including new cards, organized play information, gameplay clarification already this early, yep. uh, just so much stuff. Yep, but first, we've both been able to play a few games since the rules came out, so let's talk about our first impressions. Let's get into it. Uh, I printed proxies uh, and played a couple games with my wife. Uh, Jared, I know you printed proxies too, but you've been playing on TTS, correct? Yes, and first of all, let me just throw out this big disclaimer that even though I'm playing on Tabletop Simulator, when the game comes out, I'm playing on buying cards, and we'd encourage everybody to play cards as well or buy the cards from your game store. But uh, this, the proxies and tabletop simulator give us a chance to get a feel for the game. Yeah, it's it's our placeholder, essentially, until we actually buy the cards. Oh, yeah, because I have a big budget set aside for Lurkana already. <laughs> anyway, so what have you thought so far? Uh, my first thoughts are I'm having a lot of fun playing, and my wife is not. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I beat her both games. Uh, um but I think that's mainly because I've been paying so much attention to it uh, and, you know, seeing what everybody's talking about and finding, you know, the the best ways to play and all of that. Uh, you know, I think that I've just, you know, got that that through line a little bit easier uh, than she does. So I think the learning curves for uh, the strategies of the game are going to take her a little bit longer um than they did me since i've been paying attention for for six months to all these you know tcg things like being in the discord you just can't help but absorb it by osmosis almost yeah exactly talk about it all the time um but i know exactly the feeling that you're talking about and i know exactly how beth must be feeling too i remember going to a pre-release event for my hero academia i had not looked at any of the new cards it was for a new set I was like, eh, let's go. It should be fun. Everybody talks about how fun these are. And it was no fun at all. Like, I didn't understand any, any of the cards. And everybody else had been studying up on it. And so I can totally relate. But as far as my experience, I have had, I, I'd say, about eight or nine games now. And I really want Sapphire to be my base color. So I've tried just about every other ink in combination with it. The only one I haven't tried is Emerald, um, <clears throat> but it's been a lot of fun. There are some decks that work. There are some decks that don't. I will tell you one of the most surreal experiences for me, though, 
I got onto the Discord and asked if anybody was looking for a game. And so this fellow, this person said that he was looking for a game. And we hopped on and he's like, so are you the citizens of Lorcana from Twitter? I was like, yep, that's me. He's like, oh my gosh, I discovered Lorcana because of you on Twitter. And I got interested because of it. And that was, I don't know, that I, I don't even know how to explain that feeling. But it's so cool that people actually pay attention. <laughs> that's incredible. That is incredible that it just happened to be the someone that you played against as well. Yeah. That's so cool. So I we I played um we've used the same deck twice. I was uh Amethyst Steel and Beth is Amber Sapphire. Okay. All right. So I am basically just like spamming out my Pascals and Olafs and Maleficents and throwing down Hercules to protect them and then just gaining all that lore every turn you know because there's nothing you can do about it until you get some characters on the board that can take them out or pull your let it go which you can't play till turn five you know that kind of thing with with the uh with sapphire so uh both times uh you know the second game was way actually way worse than the first game uh you know where i won like I was already like well over 10 lore before she even got her first one. Oh no. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, and, and if you get hit 10 before any, before they get like one, you're pretty much going to win. Yeah. So that's the limitation of only having 60 cards. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> I will so, say though, that Hercules yeah. card is, he's way better than I thought that he would be. Yes. And, and Olaf at just vanilla, <clears throat> but with three, uh, willpower. I mean, there's there's nothing that you can put out in the first two hands that's going to knock him down with one card. Yeah, so, unless you challenge with the uh, hook, forceful yeah, duelist. Yeah, forceful duelist is the only one who can do it. I mean, yeah. it's crazy that you know, first forceful duelist can take take down so many more expensive cards, and Olaf can withstand any of the cheaper cards except for a forceful duelist right now yeah there's not a lot of cards that will take hits so especially in the early game having a card like olaf was really good and maleficent with two lore at a, as a one drop yes. just put, putting her out and getting two lore even if she's gone you know like by turn two you've probably gotten you know at least the two lore out of her and oh, two yeah. out of olaf and if you're if you're dropping three one drops in the first two turns, like an Isma or a Pascal, you know you're going to be at six lore, probably by the end of turn three at least. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's a, it's a really nice it's a fun color to play. I'm I'm really enjoying uh, playing out <laughs> of this. So the combo I've been enjoying, and maybe you could have Beth switch to this, is Sapphire Ruby. I mean, Sapphire gives you the ramp so you can cheat out a higher cost card sooner. And then Ruby has Dragonfire and Let It Go for removal. And it's just so dominating uh, that I've just like switched away from playing with it because it's almost no fun for the person on the other end. <laughs> but that's the point. You want it to the other person to not be having any fun. You're like, ah, domination. Okay, okay that's part of it. But part of it, too, is... I just want to experiment with the other inks too right. to make sure that I don't get settled into one um one color. Well the the problem with uh with playing with proxies versus tabletop is 
that, you know, you're going to have to basically like take everything back out, count everything out, put everything back in. Sure. You know, tabletop simulator, you've probably got your decks built and you can just pick the deck you want to play with. Yeah. And it's a lot simpler and a lot easier. So if you're going to be testing and you have the means, uh, because tabletop simulator does cost like up to $20, 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Then, but of course, you know, printing all of these things and taking the time (laughs) to cut them and getting all of the, uh, the sleeves and whatnot to put them together as well. That it also is going to be a bit of a cost. So either way, you're going to spend a little bit of money putting these things together. Well, and the other thing that I saw just came online too is in your web browser, there's a website called untap.in. Mm-hmm. And Lorcana was just loaded into that service. So, and it doesn't cost anything. Uh, I haven't had a chance to mess around and play with it. Uh, Artem from Lorcania.com showed me how to like, get things set up but i haven't played any games in it yet so that is another option if you're listening to this and you don't have the money for tabletop there you go all right so any well we're, we're going to talk about cards more as we discuss the new cards later as as it relates to gameplay that we've seen and uh and all of that but i mean i actually noticed that you were in one of the uh the video channels the uh a day or two ago and i hopped in and watched you against uh lee barbs play a couple of games where he won one and then you won one which was pretty cool and it was just fun seeing you know the the cards and the sequences that you were able to get down and play and just seeing the cards have those combos work the way that you thought they would work and that was just a lot of fun watching that so even watching the tabletop simulator games is, is actually uh, a, a good time, you know, just being able to see, you know, how people are playing and what's going on and getting little ideas for, uh, you know, sequences because of the, the open main turn, you know, your main play with the openness of what you can do, you can think through what you want to do and make sure that you're getting the most out of your turn uh, instead of just I'm, inking a card and then I'm playing a card and then I'm doing all of my questing and challenges and then I'm done. You know, you, the way you, the sequence you do things with being able to move those all around is very important. Yeah. That's one of the things uh, Ryan Miller talks a lot about when he talks about game design is the importance of variance and having the ability, because you're right in other card games, you would declare all of your attackers attacking and that's just what you would do. But in Lorcana, you can have one character go on a quest for lore and they don't challenge an opposing character. Or you could have them challenge an opposing character, take some damage. But, but you have the basket of coconuts out and then you play another card and use the basket of coconuts to take the damage off. Like you have to have these uh, sequence of events planned out in your mind. So that way you uh, optimize your uh you know, your cards on the field. It's, it's been a lot of fun so far. And as you say, um, going through and playing these games, the biggest learning experience for me is after I played, I'm like, Oh man, I could have done this. And then, and then, uh, not forgetting because it's so easy to just jam through games and just like go on autopilot. But when you take a chance to, uh, reflect on what worked and what didn't work, it, uh, definitely increases your, uh, skill level 
And even even if you take notes or something about, you know, things you've noticed, like, you know, if for those of us on Discord, if you have a personal Discord, you know, create a channel just says Lorcana notes and just write down things that, you know, like if you play a game, write down a note about something that you noticed or a sequence, even if you never really go back and like study those again, the act of writing them down probably will help you to remember those things. I know writing things down helps me remember things. So there's, you know, or you can just go back and read that every once in a while and like, oh yeah, I remember that when, (laughs) when that was a thing. And now, you know, we got 10 new cards that completely negated that kind of gameplay or made it less, less powerful. So, uh, I mean, there's just lots of things that we can do while we're, while we're getting cards to, you know, learn the cards we have and then learn gameplay. And then when new cards are added in, it gets filtered into that gameplay instead of having to learn everything with when, once we have all the cards. So playing well, now me, is actually really cool. For me, that's my goal right now is just not necessarily winning. I mean, I like to win, but it's just getting an understanding of the flow of the game and the sequence of the cards. So that way I can hit the ground running. I mean, if my plan to start a Lorcana community and have myself be the cornerstone of that. I want to have a, as best of an understanding of the game as possible. So you have to memorize that rule book when it comes out. All right. So let's get into some of the big news that we got, which is basically new cards and organized play. And let's kick it off with organized play first, which we discussed a little bit last week. Right. We got the uh, comicbook.com article with a bunch of details about organized play so what what was in that article what did we get for me the biggest takeaways from that well okay i won't go to biggest takeaways right now but what we got from this article was an understanding of what that uh, structure would look like it sounds like stores are going to have two options when it comes to organized play One option is for a league play, and one option is just for what it sounds like weekly tournaments. Um, But when a participant comes out and plays, they get these things that are called league points, and you get league points for playing, you get league points for winning, losing, bringing people out to play, teaching people how to play. Uh, It doesn't sound like they're going to make these league points very difficult to attain, Um, And it goes back to this whole idea of where they want to really strive to create a community and not like a, well, like a positive community and not a cutthroat community. Right. Yeah. And, and the, the article has pictures of like the, the score sheet, uh, the stickers that you're going to get to put on your score sheet or that the store is going to put on the score sheet. Uh, Pictures of three of the existing cards that will be will be promos which will be foiled promos most likely i think is what they said and they have an all new symbol in the rarity section which we're guessing is the is the promo symbol oh my goodness okay that's what people were talking about i thought maybe that was just a placeholder symbol um but yeah you're right that is probably the symbol for promo cards yeah i think that's what it is and if you look closely you could see the numbers and the promo numbers start with we think with eight, cause there's a nine and a 10. Mm. So that's after, you know, the D 23 promos, the promo numbering is continuing for oh. first chapter. So, um, 
we don't know if that's like all the promos they're going to give away or it's just going to be these three or there's going to be more in different ways. We have no idea. We just know what's in this article and what's in what they've revealed so far. There's going to be pins and they've shown a little mermaid, which we don't have a card for yet. And the uh, vanilla fire scar uh, is a pin. There's a Lorcana logo pin, like the purple one that they handed out at D23, but it's blue. And then a lore tracker, a, a hexagon lore tracker that's like basically a spin wheel that you spin through the numbers of your lore as you as you go. So all of those things sound like they're going to be prizes for uh, the, the league, essentially, or the weekly tournaments. However, the store wants to give away those prizes. It's basically they're going to get a bunch of prizes to hand out to people who play. I'll be curious to see how that works. Like, say a promo card cost 10 league points. Can you redeem your league points as soon as you get them, or do you have to wait until the end? I'll be curious to see how that plays out. I wonder if they're going to have like an actual structure for that, or if they're going to be like, here's your stuff, here's here's what we suggest, and you, you know, otherwise, just do whatever you want to do. Just make sure you give them out to people who are playing and getting points. You know, like whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, the other thing this article mentioned, or maybe this is in the GTM article, but Robinsberger plans tournaments in the future to give fans bigger opportunities to prove their talent for gameplay. So I'm really curious, and a lot of Lorcana Twitter and Discord are curious for what organized play looks like beyond the local level. Which I don't think we're going to find out for at least until after the second set is out, because there's just not enough cards to make a a nice wide competitive environment, right? Um, I don't know. I'm conflicted on this. I think they want to set the tone at the local level. So I could see them waiting a full set. I mean, it's not an issue of the card pool because Battle Spirit Saga did three worldwide events for their launch event. So um, it's possible... I just, yeah, I, I think, don't know. Yeah, I, think, I think that with the structure and the the article mentions that focusing on building a community was a top down decision, right? Which you know uh, they want community and people gathering and learning, and they want to build before they start, you know, having people be ultra competitive in major tournaments. I think that's kind of like they're building the base and you can't have, you know, the 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 peak of competition without a base to build it on. Personally, if I'm just going with my gut here, I bet I would not be surprised if there is a tournament at the end of the season to cap it off. In the in late November? Yeah. Really? I mean, like an actual like national or just like a regional kind of thing or like worldwide. I don't know what form it takes, but I have to believe that they wouldn't miss the opportunity to commemorate that the release of their first set without some big national tournament. Interesting. So, yeah, I guess I'm saying a national tournament, but oh. maybe not. OK, I mean, the more. I'm talking about this the more I'm talking myself out of this idea. <laughs> so, we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. So uh, basically what that means is if I, I saw someone uh, mentioning this 
uh, earlier, and I think uh, the Glimmer Gang just talked about it on their podcast, uh, their live stream an hour ago or so ago, which is if you are interested in local play, uh, go talk to your local store and make sure they're going to do it. And if they're not, if they're waffling on the idea, offer to help like Jared's doing. I mean, get in there and be the person who helps do it because otherwise it might not get done and then you won't have a place to play. So let me tell you, I think my local game store is getting annoyed at me because <laughs> every time there's anything related to organized play, I send them a message on Facebook. I'm like, hey, did you guys see this? Or like <laughs> when the um, requirements came out for uh, local game stores to be participants in league play, I took that document and I sent it to them right away. So uh, I, I might be annoying them, but gosh, dang it. I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so for those of you who want to uh, point to something for uh, this, your local store, if they don't know yet, there actually is on the official Lorcana website on DisneyLorcana.com. If you click on the play on the menu, there's an organized play tab and there is a section for retailers where they can click to download the organized play store qualifications. And then uh, there's an application that they would have to fill out in order to get on, on the, the organized play list. And that's something you need to make sure they know about if you want organized play at your local game store. All right. Should we talk about cards? Because there are a lot of cards. So many. Discuss. So many. Let's get into it. Uh, so let's kick it off with vanilla cards. And if you remember, vanilla cards are just cards with base stats, no abilities. I was surprised at how many there were. I mean, when I took the time to, you know, actually put this all together, there's what, eight or 11 vanilla cards that they released last week. Yeah, that's a lot. But then you think about it. And I wanted to specifically talk about, so let's go over them. There's yeah. there's two Mickeys, one in Emerald and it's Steamboat Mickey. And uh, just a, your generic uh, Mickey Mouse welcomes you to whatever is happening, uh, Amber Mickey. I, I, I saw that Mickey on when, when they first revealed it, it was on the, uh, the sleeves. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's welcoming Mickey. That's Mickey who shows up everywhere to be like the person greeting you to whatever Disney thing you're at. And that's exactly what it is. The flavor text is even all about like, you know, welcome to this game. So um, there's Donald and Flounder. And uh, as we mentioned, Firescar, there's a uh, Amethyst Maleficent and a, a Sapphire Maleficent, uh, an Amber Stitch. That's only a one cost. There's uh, Kristoff and Minnie Mouse and Aurora. Um, and I wanted to specifically talk about a couple of them, uh, which is... Uh, Stitch and Aurora are both the low cost versions of those characters that we have the shiftable ones that are higher cost to get them onto. So we now have uh, the two characters that you can shift onto that with cards we already knew about. And the fact and that then, uh, the fact that they have these two cards, Stitch is a one cost, Aurora is a two cost. And with Stitch Rockstar, you can shift at four with Aurora, you can shift at three. Um, that's just incredible value for those cards. Yes, exactly. Uh, and being able to get, especially the, the functions that they have with their abilities, getting Aurora out at three on turn three with ward to protect all of your other, uh, cards that you have in play or will be putting into play coming up is 
is really cool. And then Stitch, being able to get that Stitch out early and start spamming out all those uh, two or one or two cost characters that then lets you tr keep drawing, which drawing is very important in this game, especially right now with so few cards. Um, but I mean, I've just been playing, like I mentioned, uh, the uh, Amethyst Maleficent. That's a one cost uh, with two lore. I've, I love that card. That's so cool. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great card because, as you say, one turn questing with her and you're 10% of the way to your lore total. She's a one drop and you either have to deal with her or let your opponent continue getting to lore for free. So um, that's a great card. Yep. I love the, it. The other ones that I've seen play just in my small sample size is the Minnie Mouse. She's a princess, and the Amber deck with Moana has a princess um, has a princess build, and so that Minnie Mouse sees some play. And then the other one that I see with play is Flounder, yeah. um, just because he's a one drop and um, anything. So when you're also playing Amber, you have Stitch Rockstar, and his ability is if you play a one or two drop, you can exert it and draw a card. So anything that costs one or two and you're playing with Stitch is a really great, it's like an auto-include. So that's the other one I've seen. And I've also seen the Sapphire Maleficent just a little bit. Yeah, that one's that one's kind of like even, I think was what they, they like. It's There's nothing like overly special about it um, because it's a, it's a four cost, it's a three, four, and it's got two lower. So it's kind of just an average card. But if, you know, if it's all you've got at that point, might as well play it and get those two lore and yep. if it's gone it's gone but you know it's going to take it's going to take someone with at least four attack in order to get rid of it the other one that's not in here the other vanilla card that i see played is the wardrobe i don't know it's like every amethyst deck runs the wardrobe and everyone thought that wardrobe was just going to be you know junk but <laughs> nope and olaf olaf's the other one that oh that yeah 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 olaf that's is, right He's the best. So now we have next ones with abilities. Which ones we got there? Okay, man, we have even more with abilities. 14 cards. 14. Yes. Abilities. So let's go over this list real quick. We have Aladdin on Ruby. We have Sorcerer Mickey on Amethyst. We have Moana on Amber. Uh, Detective Mickey on Sapphire. Uh, we also have the Magic Brooms, which pairs nicely with uh, Sorcerer Mickey. We have Hades on Amber, which allows you to shift into Hades, King of Olympus. We have Pascal, which James has talked about, on Amethyst. Simba on Steel. Hey, hey, on Amber. You have Captain Hook, Captain of the Jolly Roger on Steel. You have Yzma on Amethyst. Hercules on Steel. Bell on Sapphire and LeFou LeFou on Amber. And that is quite the list. Which thing. when you're when you've play tested, which what have been your standouts? Well, uh, since I've only played with Amethyst and Steel, I mean all of these cards have come into play that were on this list here with because if you build Amethyst Steel, you have two avenues of attack that you can go where you can uh, get Sorcerer Mickey out, and then he's got these two abilities that help you if you have brooms where you can get them out cheaper and you can keep pulling them back into your hand when they 
get banished from a challenge, whether you're the challenger or challengee. Such a good ability. Your, yeah. And then you spend, as soon as you get it back in your hand, you know, when Mickey's out, you pay one to get it back out and it's back out there challenging again a turn later. It's crazy. So you can go that route, but if you end up having not getting Sorcerer Mickey or enough brooms to really make that work, you can put out, you know, your hook and start just spamming out your, your cannons that just deal two damage. And again, hook, when you play the, the four cost hook, it brings them right back into your hand if they're in your discard pile. So you, you, you deal two damage, you play your hook, you get it back, you deal two more. You know, it's just the, the, the combos you can do are crazy with these cards. And that's just with those two ways you can, you, if you, you, you end up with those in your hand. That's not counting if the game lasts long enough. You can get Simba out at seven. And he his attack, like, because he has Challenger, his attack goes up to eight when I he's know. challenging. And nothing can withstand that because the highest card I think we've seen is seven. Yeah, I think with you're right. So it's crazy. So it's I will say in my playtesting, there's only three cards on here that I haven't really seen. One is Aladdin, which surprises me because he has a really great ability. Yeah. One is Hades. Um, I think because there just aren't a lot of villains to really yeah. make a villains package. Right. And the other is Lefeu because there's no, there's no Gaston, Gaston yet. Yeah. But I mean, even a card like Hey Hey, which I kind of overlooked when it was revealed. I mean, this card, you can exert it, um, send it on a quest for one lore, and then you get to add its attack to another card. And so that ability I mean, it's is only one. Awesome. But that's that one could be the difference between banishing a card or not. Exactly. I've seen a lot of Pascal. I mean, that little chameleon is pretty pesky to get rid of. Seriously, because if there's another character on the board, he has evasive. And he only has one lore, but I've sometimes found it difficult to get rid it's, of that. You chameleon. can't get rid of him until he's the only one left. Or you have... And the thing is, is so far we have almost no characters with evasive that you can get out before I think it's either turn like turn four or oh, yeah. three or four. So, you know, if if you can't get out a card until turn three, four, five, Pascal's gonna gonna basically get you three or four lore before you can deal with him. Yeah. You can deal with him. So no, it's it's pretty awesome. I like playing with him. I, I haven't gotten actually in the two games, I don't think I've had Pascal uh, get banished yet. I will say, I think the MVP on this list for me, though, is Moana. Yeah. I mean, because I have a Sapphire Amber deck, and there's a lot of princesses in that package. And having the ability to quest with your princesses, get the lore, and then quest with Moana, she will uh, unexert the other princesses. And, and she has a big back. body. She's a one six, so she yeah. can take a beating. And then uh, the other princesses can attack because you know you can basically get two turns out of out of one turn with Moana. Or, well, or they're protected. So you can do it again next turn to get all that lore again. Yeah, she's she's a powerhouse. Yep. Um but yeah, Belle, I haven't really used a lot. Like I've played with her, but there's so few items in the deck that I really haven't had the ability to use her ability of discounting item cards. So yeah, if, if the game lasts long enough and you can get bell out in addition to Maurice, I mean, you can spam whatever 
items you get out and get yourself a bunch of bonuses for it. If yeah. You pay one less to get them out and you can get some card draws from Maurice and Maurice is going to last a while. Cause again, we mentioned he has seven willpower. So it's going to take a bit to get him knocked out. And you have to consider the coconut again, because every time you play a character, you're going to get to heal Maurice. If someone's trying to take him out, if you keep, you know, exerting him for all of those abilities. So yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. I'm glad you brought up Maurice because he was a card that was revealed that I didn't include in this image. <laughs> so I'm glad we're talking about him. Um, the other combination on here that I just want to highlight is Hercules with Yzma. Yzma lets you look at the top deck, look at the top card of your deck, and you don't get a draw, but you can either put it on the bottom or you can keep it on the top. And that's a great way to filter your deck. And having her behind Hercules, I will tell you, I mean, we talked about this at the beginning. Hercules' bodyguard ability is backbreaking for people because, I mean, he's a 3-3. And if they just have small cards out, people have to decide, do I really want to trade these cards for Hercules? And then having Yzma on the back end able to help you, you know, with your deck management, that's a great combo. And if you don't have any way to get some cards out early, you're going to have to wait till turn five to get out one of your removal cards. If you're playing something that has the removal card, like Let It Go or Dragonfire, that's yeah. the only way you're going to get rid of Hercules without having to pile up some some characters on him. Yep. Hopefully you yep. have a hook, right? <laughs> Hopefully you have a forceful duelist to get rid of Fire it. Fire the cannons. Or yeah, forceful duelist. So next up we have the songs. And those are awesome cards. I think it looks like songs are going to be some pretty powerful cards in Lorcana because there are not going to be very many of them. And I think they want to make them special. Uh, so we have uh, One Jump Ahead in Sapphire, Part of Your World in Amber, and Let It Go in uh, again in Sapphire. And I think the, the king of these three currently is Let It Go because it's a removal. Now you pay the price where if you, because of the ability is basically you can take chosen character and put it in that player's inkwell face down. Now, technically, it's meant mainly meant to be used on your opponent as an offensive card to get rid of one of their players, one of their characters, so that you don't have to deal with it. It's just like, oh, they're gone. But now you've given them the bonus of one more ink. But you can also use it defensively or on your own cards because it does say just chosen character not opponent's character so if you play it on your own there are reasons to do it you may not do it a lot but there are reasons to do that and i've heard people float this theory before specifically to add that character to your ink like if they only have one damage left and you're like it's gonna you know go away anyway but I don't know. That character can still go on quest. That character can still swing into other cards. And if you're that desperate for ink, I would think you just ink the let it go. So I can't ever see myself using it defensively like that. But never say never. Exactly. They're made this card. Uh, I mean, you talked about that match with Lee Barbs that you watched that I was playing with him. Yeah. I was playing this deck and. Uh, he was ahead of me momentum wise, but then I dropped this card and got rid of his sorcerer Mickey and that sealed the game for me. 
Yeah, you, that um, one turn where you like you let it go to him, and then you did something else, and then you did something else all on one turn, and you're like, well, that's game. <laughs> it's this is a very strong card, um, but I also p- have played one jump ahead quite a bit, which lets you cheat out an in ink. Um, I've not played part of your world, but I mean, in the future, I could see that being a card that will be really useful because you can pick a card up from your graveyard. Now, let me ask you this, though. Do you find yourself paying the cost of these cards by letting characters sing? Or do you find yourself paying the cost for them by paying the ink cost? Well, Beth was the only one that had any in her deck. And Mm. I don't think that she was able to sing them yet. So we haven't been able to sing the cards yet to get them into play. But yes, that does seem like a really good move, especially if you've... uh, you've shifted your Aurora that's five cost onto, onto your other Aurora. And now she's out in turn three. And then on turn four, you can shift one of the, like the, let it go. You can get that out early that's and get true. Rid of the character on turn four instead of turn five. So there's, there's definitely ways you can get these out faster. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, since there's just these three songs and I've been playing just, you know, Amethyst yeah. and steel, I haven't been able to use them, but I'm I'm sure I will once I start playing around with the other colors. See, and I don't think I've paid for a cost with the character singing yet. Maybe it's just because right. I don't remember it. But also, when you exert the character to sing the song, that leaves them open for attack. Right. Um, Or it just prevents them from being able to gain lore for you. So, again, it goes back to this variance. And you have to make a decision as to... Uh, how you want your cards to be played and in what order. It's hard sometimes. Yeah, which I'm finding, you know, yeah, is if you don't get some characters on the board and earning lore immediately, yes, you're you're not going to have a good time. Uh, I mean, unless you've got the perfect setup of cards to de- to mess with your opponent and deal with whatever they're doing, you're not going to have a way to catch up or to stop them from basically just staying ahead the entire game. All right, should we talk about actions? Let's talk about actions. What do we got? So we have four action cards. We have Fire the Cannons, which we talked about with Captain Hook. We have, that's on Steel. And then we have Develop Your Brain, which is on Sapphire and features artwork from Sword in the Stone. And then we have Just in Time on Amber, which features Maui. And we have Control Your Temper on Amber as well. And I will say... I've not seen anybody play Control Your Temper. No? Nobody? I haven't. It it decreases your opponent's attack by one. Yeah, which... Two. Basically, it's like you have to guess that that... uh, Like, that's the only character they have, and you've exerted all of your characters, and you know they're going to attack to get rid of something then you're like, okay, I can play this because I have an extra ink, but it doesn't seem like you will have that situation come up often enough to guess when they're going to attack. Or more likely, if they have a character that's exerted that you'd like to get rid of, you can play this, drop their attack value so that they don't hit your character as hard. That is that is probably going to be the best use. Yeah. I was just but... thinking of, of defensively, but... <laughs> Apparently offensive is good too. Cause I keep forgetting that, you know, they attack, you know, you get attack each other. So. Right. 
But fire the cannons. I mean, you have experience with this. I actually haven't been able to play this card yet. I think I've only managed to play it once or twice. <laughs> I've never been able to get it back. Oh, I haven't been able to play the hook to get it back. But so, your brain, I think, is the one, and just in time are the two that are, you know, basically all of them except for control your temper. The other three are all awesome cards. So, so I mean, yeah, what does just in time do? So just in time, it's a three cost card. And it lets you play a five cost card or less for free. So basically this allows you to get Moana out or Aurora. Like if you don't have a base Aurora out, that two cost, you can play just in time and get Aurora Dream Guardian out. Or Or Mulan. Mulan if you're playing Ruby. Yeah, It's a really great card. It is. And Develop Your Brain is one that lets you draw the top two cards of your deck. You get to keep one and put the other at the bottom of the deck, but it's also an inkable card. So uh, it's a very versatile card, I found. Yeah. Yeah, stick four of those in your deck, and you might ink some. You might use some for for getting a different card. If you don't have a, you know, if in mid-game you don't have a great hand, you're left with nothing that you can really do. It's a great card to get something else into your hand. And let me tell you, it's really, really easy to run out of cards. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. I was I was making use of um, what's that? Uh, what beast smear? Beast smear. Yeah. Where if you uh, have no cards in your hand, you can exert it and spend three to draw a card. I was having to make use of that in the first game because I was out like near the end of the game. I was out like two or three times. Yeah, and uh, amethyst has magic mirror that does the same thing, but you don't have to have an empty hand for magic mirror. And it costs four, so it's a little, yeah. it's more expensive. And you know, I mean, you obviously want to use that if you draw a card. You want to be able to to use the card you draw. And if you're spending four of it, you're not going to have much else unless you draw like a two. <laughs> yeah. And then items. finally, we have items. Yes, which is the big debate. Yes, <laughs> with lantern. That's the that's the the raging debate on Discord for the last couple of days. Is does lantern stack because lantern lets you pay one less uh, on the next character you play. So you you pay one less. You exert it, you pay one less. So if you have two lanterns out and you exert both of them, do you pay two less? That's the way I've interpreted it. Yeah, I, I mean, think so too. When I first saw this, I was like, no, there's no way. That seems too overpowered. But there's nothing on this card to indicate that you can't do that. There's nothing on this card to say that it's a unique card and you can only play one copy. So it stands to reason that they should be stackable. Yeah. And and to say like the 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 way the words are written means it's an action that can only affect the other card once. You know, where you pay one less for the next character you play this turn, where it's like that's a global effect no matter what you else you do you pay one less yeah if you do another lantern you're still paying that one says you pay one less so that's the argument for only being one less is that it's like a global effect but i think it's it's a cumulative effect of you pay one less each time i mean if you have two of any other ability you're going to do it twice right if you have two of those cards you know if you have uh Two, consider the coconuts out. Whenever you play a character, you may remove up to two damage. You're going to do that for each card. You're going to remove up to four damage. So 
I think that it's I think that it's cumulative, but that's one of the questions that we're probably going to end up asking. Oh yeah, <laughs> next week and see if we can get an answer. The other question I have is about Aurora Dream Guardian, where it provides ward for all other cards. If you have two Auroras out, do they protect each other? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it would stand to reason if Lantern works that way, that Aurora would work that way too. Right. So the other items we have, uh, as mentioned, Lantern is in Amber. We have Dinglehopper in Amber as well, Beast Mirror in Steel, Frying Pan in Steel, and Coconut Basket in Sapphire. And these are all um, items that you would then have in play, and they can stay in play, and they're usable as soon as you put them down. And most of them, uh, I think, are exert to use. Uh, and then either you just do it that one time or you also pay a cost. But um, one that we mentioned, like Coconut Basket, is dependent on but one what you do. When you play a character, you can do it. So they're yeah. not all exerting to use, but they all are typically like, you know, one time kind of things um, because you have to exert them or pay. The only uh, one I haven't seen in play at all is Frying Pan. So, Frying Pan, you banish the card and it exerts a chosen opponent character. So, I'm not sure what the utility of this card will be, but maybe. Getting rid of Aurora if she's not protected by Ward. Same thing. It's basically like uh, the item version of Elsa where you can exert Elsa to exert your chosen uh, right. character and being able to get rid of them so that they're no longer like Aurora is no longer protecting everyone else with Ward or Moana is no longer, you know, unexerting all of your opponent's characters that just got, you know, six lore each turn or whatever it may be. This is true. Yep. Um, I've also seen Dinglehopper, not very much, um, but the other three, Lantern, Beast Mirror, and Coconut Basket, I've seen all those quite a bit. I mean, you'd, you'd probably put Dinglehopper in, in and Healing Glow and just basically use whichever one you got first, essentially, because they both heal. Well, and Dinglehopper I include because it's a one cost and it's inkable. So right, right. if you need it, it's great. It comes in handy. But if you don't, it's also great to use as ink. Always the decision making is <laughs> what, what to put in for the ink and what not. But honestly, at this point with our 60 cards, I've not found the damage removal to be overly useful because especially in the beginning of the game, yeah. most of the characters die with one or two hit or they get banished after one or two hits. <laughs> um, maybe once we get to a point where our five, six, seven, eight cost characters are be able to get on the board, it will come in more handy. Um, but at this point, like the damage removal just hasn't really done it for me. Yeah, uh, we used it a little bit in our games, but not a ton. So uh, we'll we'll see how it goes going forward and see if it's usable or not. But most of it's all in, in amber and steel. So, I mean, there's not a whole lot of healing going on anyway. Yep. Uh, so that is it for all of the new cards. Uh, it was, as we mentioned, a massive dump of cards in the how-to how to play videos, which again, there are now how to play videos up on Morcana's website. Yes. Uh, if you want to learn how to play and see the stuff there, I watched them all. Um, I think it was over the weekend. I finally got to watch them like two days after they posted them or <laughs> something like that. It was so busy. Um, but uh, they're all, they're really well done. I really like them. When they're all short and easy to understand, that's something we talked about with Adara is that 
this game is really easy to understand. Yeah. It's something you could explain to somebody in 10 minutes or less, and they would understand how to play. I think it was the Polygon article where they interviewed uh, Ryan Miller to talk about the game. And I think what he said about it, I think, is the key thing we have to remember. He's like, I don't like to call the game simple. I like to call it accessible because it's not a simple game, but it is very accessible to a wide range of people who want to play games. It's not something that is going to require a vast amount of studying to learn how to play. But let, next up, uh, what do we have that's happening in, oh, five days, four days, five days? Four or five sleeps from now. We have yeah. Gamma, which is super exciting. James and I are going. We talked about this a little bit last time. We'll be joined by Liam from the Lumiteers. Um, But it's super exciting. And we kind of want to talk about, we kind of wanted to talk about words. Um, what? we're hoping to get out of the experience. So I took a chance to write down what my goals for Gamma are. So I'll just share those real quick and then you can share what your goals for Gamma are, James. So my number one goal is to meet Steven Ryan. I just think that'd be really neat. I'm pretty sure they're going to be there. I just want to tell them like, thank you for creating this game. That's really brought all these people into my life, has brought all these experiences into my life. It's been awesome. My second thing is I hope the business side of Ravensburger is there. I have questions for them, especially when it comes to organized play. I want to know, you know, exactly what I can do to help my local game store, what allocation is going to look like, um, what the timeline for reprints is going to be, all, you know, all sorts of questions like that. Which we hope we will get an answer to one of them. Because <laughs> I'm sure that there's going to be a bunch of stuff we want to know that they just can't tell us. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. At I least think. at this, at least at this date, we may know more in a month or in two months. But right now, maybe not. But this is a, a convention for retailers. It's it's yeah. an expo for retailers, so maybe they'll be a little more forthcoming with information because they want retailers to order this, and retailers may have those same questions. Yep, yep. That's my hope. So the third thing is I want to watch the demo of the game that they have already said is going to be there. I'm really, really, really hoping that maybe we could even play with those cards. Maybe. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to play too. I want on that game night, I want to sit down and I want to play a game with someone from Robinsberger. Or even if they, they have someone off to the side who's directing it and I can play you, you know? Aw. That's, you know, where that I, that's why awesome. I thought you were going to say at first. <laughs> yes. I'm. I, well, the thing is, I think that they want to be in more control of it. So I'm thinking yeah. maybe we'll be the one on the other side. But if they let us, I would oh, you know, I yeah. be us playing against each other and them just being off the side going, okay, so this is what you can do. And like, yeah, hey, we got this. Don't worry. <laughs> Multiplayer game with Liam. There you go. Um. Okay. So this is a dream probably not going to happen because they're going to be super busy but i would love to snag an interview with someone from Robinsberger, um get them on a podcast and bring it out i don't know that's a dream yes i, yeah. I want to take lots of photos and videos if they let us i mean i'd love to take our own footage of the gameplay if they have the starter decks there get images of all the cards the products and then the last thing and then i'll uh, finish with my piece is I want to visit other vendors that I'm interested in 
like I do want to go visit the Jasco Games booth <clears throat> because I played My Hero for so long. So those are kind of my six goals for Gamma. I will uh, say that I have all of the same goals. Uh, uh, my first one would be re-meeting Steve and Ryan because technically I met them at D23. Oh, even that's right. Did, even though I didn't really know about them at the time, I knew that they were, you know, part of the team, but I didn't know like all of the history of like, of you know, how they, they're the game designers and all of that kind of stuff for, at that point. So it will be uh, better to uh, meet them and talk to them with a bit more knowledge about them. Although I will say if I, I don't remember if I did mention this, but Steve, uh, no, Ryan actually did when I was getting my cards signed. Uh, he actually did ask me some questions about the game and I did have, get to have a short conversation with him. So I do. Oh, remember wow. Yeah. He's like, you know, what are you looking forward to most with this game? That's and so cool. I was like, well, being able to play a game with all of my favorite characters, of course. I mean, <laughs> it's just, you know, I mean, I, I was, I was straight up, like I don't play any other trading card games because most of them just don't, the, 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 the universes don't like engage me enough to, to want to sit down and spend all that money on them and play them. But, and look at you well, now, look at this one, you know, but I, I have, I, I have all those same questions about allocation and organized play and all that. I want to play the game as, as it's obvious by me saying, I want to play all the time. <laughs> uh, an interview would be awesome. Yes. I mean, where we can put something up on, on the podcast or even just you know, like grab some like quotes some like one or two minute uh, little shorts that we can put out or something like that. Even um, of course, photos, I'm bringing my camera. Uh, oh, good. You know, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to do it up good. We're going to get some, some good photos of everything that they let us get photos of. And then yes, I will be wandering around to a, a bunch of other vendors. Uh, I'm going to go check out upper deck and check out what they got for legendary. I'm going to go to a bunch of the different, uh, like BCW and Dragon Sleeves and all the others who make uh, products to protect my cards and see which ones I want to get, which ones I like the look or feel of, um, you know, since I don't really have anything yet. So yeah, I'm, I'm planning on doing the same thing and wandering around and talking to people and seeing what things that are coming or, or whatever else is coming out that I want to. And, and also I think we found out today, uh, Robinsberger, in addition to Lorcana, but yes, they do things besides Lorcana. <laughs> they're going to have that Lord of the Rings game they just came out with that they're going to be promoting there, and some Star Wars puzzles. Which those you are a puzzle them, guy. They both got my interest. I actually almost bought the Lord of the Rings game a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, no, I gotta, I gotta wait. So, but I, I want that Lord of the Rings game because so I've played one of their. It's like their storybook games. And I played the Princess, uh, the Princess Bride version. And I really love that game, so I'm definitely getting the Lord of the Rings one. Very cool. I haven't played those games yet. They are a lot of fun. But that's what that I mean. We're gonna be there uh, from the the convention runs from like Monday to essentially Thursday, um, and we're gonna be there through Wednesday. And we're just gonna do everything we can. Two nights of game nights. Two days of looking around the exhibit floor. Uh, the media first look room is in the afternoon on Monday. So that'll be the first chance I think we get to get photos of stuff and start yep. posting things. And just from there, hopefully we'll be able to push out a bunch of news and, and questions that get answered and whatever other information that they're giving us. Maybe a live stream. Maybe a live stream even. So awesome. keep an eye on the, the YouTubes because we may be uh, doing some streaming on 
on the, the Citizens of Lorcana YouTube channel. I just, right? this is probably not going to happen, but this thought just came to my mind. What if we had the first ever Lorcana pack opening on video? Oh, <laughs> that'd wow. be cool. Oh, that would be cool. Anyway, big dreams. Uh, big dreams. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there, other than that, there is one bit of news that uh, we saw today uh, about uh, online resale, uh, online sellers. And what is that news? Yeah, so it's been a question for a long time if Lorcana was going to be sold online. They put out a tweet a long time ago saying it may be available online. And then we got news saying that it was going to be available on shopdisney.com. But today they came out and said, well, this was from an online seller. And this is what they reported. I know a lot of online stores are anticipating Lorcana. Well, I'm here to completely burst your bubble. Lorcana will not be available to online stores, online only stores. So cancel all your pre-orders, registered interest, and get down to your local store. This also applies to Transcendent Cards. Um, I think that's the store that's tweeting this. Got it. However, they did say that there's a... Uh, online store in the United Kingdom called Magic Madhouse and they're an online retailer and apparently they're getting it so maybe it works differently depending on what region you're in I think it might work based on size and reputation because yeah, a lot be. of online stores are just people out of their garage and I and think they wanted people they really wanted to focus on brick and mortar because of online of, of organized play yeah, Magic Madhouse is, I mean, I talked to the guys from We Don't Talk About Uno, and they said Magic Madhouse is one of the oldest and biggest uh, magic uh, online stores in the UK. So that would further your point there. So that's, I mean, apparently uh, on the order forms that from a couple of the shop uh, owners, uh, on, on the Discord, uh, one of them mentioned that that was right on the order form that you have to have a brick and mortar in order to order. And that was on the order form like from the get-go months ago. So it's basically information that was technically available, mm -hmm. but just didn't seem to make it out into, you know, the wide public knowledge until yeah. now. Got it. And then otherwise, we got the gala TCG convention in France that we mentioned last week. That happens starts on friday right i think so it's it's over the weekend essentially yeah so by the time it ends we'll be revving up for gamma i talked day. to the guy who runs the tcg france or uh sorry the lorcana france account and they are planning on being there so hopefully we get some scoops from there they're supposed to be demos only there right where there there's going to be no like real gameplay they're just going to show off the game there again, maybe with a little bit more detail than they did in previous conventions. Yeah, that's that's the impression that I get. Okay. But so something to keep an eye out for over the weekend. There may be some some news, maybe some cards revealed or something like that. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but now, what is it time for? Jeopardy. And it is my turn to quiz you. And I hopefully got some decent questions this time. <sighs> I hope there's no date questions. I really hope. <laughs> there aren't any. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. 
All right, here we go for 100. This is where the magic lamp is hidden in a lab. What is the Cave of Wonders? That is correct. So I threw you a softball. Just <laughs> at the 100, it's got to be a softball. You're boosting my ego, huh? <laughs> You're setting me up. Here's 200. This is where the film 101 Dalmatians takes place. Are you looking for a city? Sure. Uh, I was going to say, what is England? But if we're going city, I'm going to say, what is London? That is correct. Okay. <laughs> for 300, this is who states fish are friends, not food in oh. Finding Nemo. Who is Bruce? Yes. What is his species? Uh, shark. Yes. Okay. My answer says Bruce the shark, so I had, okay, to, okay. I had to confirm. For hey, my right. name's Bruce. All right, this one I was having trouble trying. When I, I was asking uh, Beth these questions to make sure that they were decent questions, and I just could not get this one into a sentence in Jeopardy form. <laughs> um, so this is the holiday, the for that originated in Mexican culture that is featured in Disney Pixar's Coco. I might butcher the Spanish name. It is what is the Day of the Dead, but what is Dia de Muerte? Dia de Muerte. Dia de la Muerte. Oh, okay. Or Dia de... Yeah, that, I think that's the, 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 the... Whatever that's called in there. Day but anyway, the you are correct. Okay, you're, man. You're, you're doing I might good. get 500. All right, here we go. This one's going to be, is, it, is, this, is this one going to be difficult or super easy? This is the character that makes a cameo on Max's phone when he wakes up late for school in a Goofy movie. I watched this movie so many times as a kid. Is it a character that's in the movie or is it from like another Disney property? Did I answer that? Should I give a hint? It is a Disney character, yes. So not within the Goofy movie. Man. I honestly don't know. I'm going to say who is... Yeah. Who is... Who is Mickey Mouse? Yes! Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to go wrong with Mickey Mouse. Oh. That's, that's why it's kind of a trick question because you're like, well... Of course, it's going to be Mickey because Mickey phones were such a big thing back in the day. But is it Mickey? My gut was telling me Donald Duck. Yeah. So, I'm so glad I didn't listen to my gut. Beth, Beth behind me here is is was like, yes, 100% Mickey actually is in the movie as well because he is in. Yes, you're right. In the crowd of the Powerline concert. You are right. I remember that. So Mickey is in the movie. <laughs> That's not awesome. just on the phone. So that is your first five for five. Thanks, James. I needed that. Nice. <laughs> no dates. And only a kind of trick question on the last one there. So yes, I, yes. I tried to do like hard if you don't really know the movies, but if you do have watched them, then they, you should be able to get them. That's what I was going for. That's kind of what I like to go for, too. Except until, for that. Until you, yeah, until you get the ones where I'm like, I watched that two days ago and I don't even remember. Until you get those ones. <laughs> well, and the one that I asked Adara, or I think it was Adara, maybe it was Stephanie and James, 
this is the word that Bambi was taught by Thumper. Right. Heard. And and I was giving a hint for a different word on that one. Yeah, you were thinking Twitter painted, right? Yeah. So that's why yeah. I said Twitter because but then Twitter, their logo was a bird. So it still worked. So that was cool. But I thought about that after the fact. I was like, why was he going with Twitter? It's like, oh, Twitter painted. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's it. That's that's awesome. Five for five. Gold star. Uh, all right. So where can we find us online? Uh, if you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to our podcast that you're listening to right now or, or follow us on YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at citizens of Lorcana and James close it out for us. All right. You could find me everywhere online at Dan Regal. I am on all these social medias and also on Twitch, uh, which I will be doing pack openings and, and stuff there someday. Um, but, uh, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next time. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for four 99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.